0: Hey everyone, John Weaver from the Culture Classroom. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and SoundCloud and leave a rating and review. That'll help us produce better podcasts for you to listen to as we venture into Season 2 a little more. Once again, thanks for listening. You can also follow us on Twitter at CultureClass19. Now, let's get into the classroom. Coach Josh Stratton from Canal Winchester High School in Columbus, Ohio. Josh, welcome to the show.
1: Coach Stratton, it's great to have you on tonight.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, no, but- kind of late night. I'm going to blame you for that, Tory.
1: All right. Yeah. You no, know, I appreciate it. Guys, it is crazy in my house, and I actually got a little golf in today, so I feel good about it, but... Uh, I had to come home and help with bass, So, And I know it, you're an hour ahead of us in Ohio, so really appreciate you being flexible at the time.
2: Yeah, no problem. How far are you uh, with Columbus, Coach? I'm in Columbus. Canal Winchester yeah. is uh is a suburb of Columbus. Well, we're, I mean, uh, what are we like? 12, 12 miles from downtown, probably. Wow. Maybe less than that. Yeah, cool. we're right next to Pickerington and Groveport, which are pretty well-known areas down here so two guys i went to graduate school
1: with in new york they are uh big like one of them is an ohio state grad the other one uh graduated from toledo but is an ohio state guy and they both live in columbus so uh real real familiar with your part of the world GameStrat is the number one choice for football coaches looking for the most reliable and advanced sideline replay system on the market. More coaches are switching to GameStrat because it simply works when it's supposed to work. And unlike other systems, GameStrat is simpler to set up and use, delivers the fastest video transfer times in the industry, gives you the most tagging capabilities, and has the best game day support. Choose GameStrat for your game day needs.
0: Look, tonight, you know, I talked to you earlier in the week and um, you were talking about how y'all practice and um, we do some unique stuff with how we practice as well and uh, just want to get in a little bit of your background of where you got to where you are uh, and where you ended up now at at, uh, Canal Winchester um, and just kind of your back history and then we'll get into practice schedule stuff. Uh, how y'all practice and then some leadership, uh, qualities, uh, you do with your team, stuff like that. And then, um, we'll go from there, but basically talking culture and talking ball, which is fun. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's like, a, and I told somebody this the other day, I was like, it's like a clinic every night that we do this. It's a free clinic every I night bet. that we do this. No doubt.
2: No it's doubt. A great yeah. that's great. A great yeah. Great. Got it. Yep. podcasts have changed the way I mow my lawn yeah absolutely well
0: Josh we'll let you start off man and um get it rolling just where you started and um how you got to canal Winchester and and then we'll jump into some football practice stuff and then some uh leadership academy stuff
2: yeah so I started out actually as a basketball coach um uh, about 18 years ago um, as an assistant basketball coach uh, actually here in Columbus um, yeah, I went in high school and and then uh, took a couple years off to finish college and things like that and then when I graduated from college I got another uh, I got my first teaching job and, and another um, assistant basketball job and and then I met uh, the head football coach there um, actually I met him at new teacher orientation my first year and then um, he, uh, he, he he's like, hey, why don't you come coach football, too? And I was like, all right. Um, so that's kind of how I started coaching football. And then um, I coached both sports uh, for, for a couple of stops. I was actually a head basketball, boys basketball coach at age 27 out in uh, Missouri, uh, Herculaneum Missouri. And then um, while I was a head boys basketball coach, I was the office coordinator there. Um, I had uh, – great time there and, and uh, gained a lot of experience um, and then I decided to just cut when I started to move back closer to Columbus I ended up in northern Kentucky just across the river from Cincinnati I just I hung up the basketball whistle and just wanted to stick with football and I've been a football coach ever since and uh, 2011 I got my first head coach football job um, at Lloyd, Lloyd Memorial High School in Erlanger, Kentucky and then um, I've been a head coach um, ever since. Uh, from there, I crossed the river to New Richmond High School um, in New Richmond, Ohio. Just uh, just east of Cincinnati on the river, on the Ohio River. Head mm-hmm. so coach there for 40 years, and then uh, me and my wife, who's also from Columbus, we kind of said, "Hey, maybe it's time to start looking back home, be closer to home," because we had our first our first uh, daughter at that point, and. um, our oldest daughter, sorry. And uh, so I did, and one of the jobs that I kind of had on my list was Canal Winchester, and it came open. So I applied and, and, and got the job here. So been here for two years, um, made the playoffs in the first year, um, and, uh, and then last year uh, we didn't make the playoffs, unfortunately, but we had a great year. Uh, ran off nine wins in a row and, and uh, won a league title um, for the first time since they joined the OCC. Um, in six years. So I'm looking forward to our third year. Things are going good. Numbers are up. we got 17 returning starters. Um, had 90 kids in the weight room yesterday. Um, right, right, ready, to get to see, ready to get the summer rolling. Yeah, I think that's that's the abbreviated version.
0: Oh, that's fine. I think this is a fun time <laughs> that, that we look forward to as coaches. You know, the seasons uh, just is what it is, but the summer and the spring are, are kind of what, we look forward to to mold our team what's the dynamic of this team going to be uh, what are this team's traits going to be like and uh, I think that's the fun part of the summer is it's hot well it is down here in the south and we get to see uh, you know where those leaders come from what's the makeup of our team going to be like uh, so I enjoy the summer personally
2: yeah I love it I I, I enjoy the summer and no doubt about it uh, it's probably um, my favorite part uh, because you do get that's that's where you, you build your team chemistry and that's where you, yeah, you can really kind of figure out who, who you guys are going to be what's your identity going to be who your leaders are kind of emerging who those guys are they kind of emerge because um, maybe they're playing their sport you know in the winter or spring but when you kind of get them all together in the summer you can really kind of see who those guys are going to be yeah
0: do y'all do anything yeah. in the summer? as far as leadership-wise and stuff like that? Do y'all do anything special
2: um, for team games? All right. Well, leadership-wise, I, I can talk a little bit about what we're doing the off-season uh, later if you want. But um, in the summer, we always have uh, – I kind of rotate. I always bring in a, a branch of the armed service and services, and I kind of rotate. Last year, we did the Army. I've done the Marines in the past when I was new Richmond. This year, we're going to do the Air Force. They're going to come in and do, they call it like a leadership boot camp with our kids. Um, it's like a two and a half hour deal, um, three hour, three hours maybe, that they, that they work with our kids. And it's both physical and mental. And um, the Army did something similar last year. They did a really good job. I thought they did a great job last year with our kids. And, um, and then I always try to bring in guest speakers in the summer as much as possible. Um, to talk to talk about not only leadership but just just life in general, you know, just to expose our kids to as many positive people as I can um, that have overcome some adversity, and, and that was a big thing last year. I tried to bring in guest speakers that were really successful people that overcome some adversity. Uh, to help our kids understand that you know it's not the cards you dealt, but how you play them. And um, and then every Thursday, I do some sort of character slash leadership education. Um, and last year, I kind of just figured out how to work it into uh, what we do in the summer. So um, we split our team up in the bigs and skill, obviously, in our summer stuff. We go Monday through Thursday, and then uh, half of it's in the late room and half of it's outside. Um, and Mondays, we do linear speed. Tuesdays, change direction. Thursdays, some sort of conditioning, pushing, pulling sleds. Longer distance uh uh, sprints and then on Thursday I do character head slash leadership stuff and last year a lot of what I did was came from the um, What Drives Wing uh, curriculum and then this year I'm using a book uh, called Five Marks of a Man uh, by Brian Tomey he's a pastor down in Cincinnati Crossroads Church it's an incredible book um, it, 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 it's a long story it's a kind of a funny story because I had a a head coach when I was in New Richmond come speak to my team and he actually gave a speech about the five marks of a man and he said he got it all from his pastor he goes to that church. Fast forward six years or five years from then and I actually get the book. The guy actually wrote the book. So it went from being like a sermon to a series, a series of sermons to a book and then I got handed the book at, at University of Cincinnati last year and I was kind of brainstorming what I was going to do for uh, for Thursdays in the summer. And I was like, man, this is, this is a sign right here. I'm like, he's this book." So, and it's incredible. And we're going to do that this year. That's going to, that's going to be what drives our curriculum, our character and leadership curriculum, uh, on Thursdays. And then we also in season, um, uh, on Fridays, as a part of our pregame stuff. Uh, we have a team chaplain, um, uh, Michael Bryant, who has built the program before I got here. And he does, um, some character leadership stuff with us on Fridays after our team meal just as a part of our routine on Friday so we try to hit our kids with that stuff as much as possible um and and you can't get lazy on it either me and my defensive coordinator talk all the time about how we start to notice that a kid will get you know a kid will mess up here mess up there and I'll be like man like you know what's going? What happened? And I'll be like, we haven't been drilling. We've been we've been worrying too much about the lifting weights part. It's always in the off season, right? And, mm-hmm. and we're not talking enough about the character stuff. So now it's like, you know, me and him talk like, hey, you know, are we are we neglecting this? Uh, are we are we discussing it enough? Are we are we driving it home in the off season? The, our character and leadership stuff and. Um, we just we, you have to be. We just realize that we have to be conscious of it all the time. You have to oversell the message, you know. Um, whether it's your core values, or your mission statement, or or, or your you know who you want to be on offense, your identity, or, or you know your identity on defense, but also the character the character piece that you want your young you know young men to instill. You have to oversell that message. <clears throat> it's constant. It's, it never stops if you, if you really want it to um, to take root. So, um, yeah, that's we try to do. Again, we try to do that as much as possible. I think that stuff's as as important, um, it's not more important than, than um, how you practice or you know what block destruction techniques or how you tackle your tackling system. Like um, that stuff is. is, is it, I don't understand in today's world, it can't not teach it. And, and you have to have a legit, like, you know, you have to have a vision. You have to have a curriculum. You have to have, you know, what is it, your basis, and, you know, for how you teach that stuff in your program? You can't just be like, well, you know, we, we stress for character. Well, okay, how? You know, what are the things you stress? How do you stress it? How do you right. encourage it? Right. Not really how you punch it. We don't want to focus on how we punch it. We want to focus on how we encourage it. Right. So, like, if you do something good on our program, like, we're going to praise the crap out of you in front of everybody. You know, I get I get lunch ladies that will pull me aside in the cafeteria and say, Coach, you know, Johnny cleaned up a table today that wasn't even his. He was walking by, and it's on game day on Friday, and that's how she knew it was a football player. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll be like, hey, can you tell me what number it was? And she'll tell me, like, what number it was on his jersey. And I'll be like, great. And then we'll, like, we'll praise that kid in front of our whole team, and they'll get a standing ovation for, you know, for being a man of character. Um, you know we, we do what we call positive call outs at the end of every lift and at the end of every practice I say hey who'd you like today and I'll point to every coach and every coach on the staff gets to praise a kid you know why'd you like them what they do and it might it might be hey you know he strained through um, his last set and got a, got a new max in bench press or it could be he was in, he was teaching a young kid um, you know who's new to our weight room you know, he, he really took him under his wing and was coaching him up and helping him out. Um, or it could be, you know, um, you know, being a void, you know, like being a leader during a certain drill, during practice or whatever, it could be, you know, anything that that's worth praising, you know, right. and we try and, and I don't tell them like, Hey, you can only praise a kid a certain amount of times. No, if it's the same kid that keeps standing out, keep praising him because I really think that our kids, like they want that, like, they they want they, they, they yearn for that positive call-out more than they're scared
0: of. Right, well, there's so much negativity you know, in, in their it, life anyway. There's so much negative out there on right. a day-to-day basis.
1: Well, and it's, it's bigger than that because as educators, we know that what gets rewarded gets repeated. And so I love what you're doing rather than go through a checklist and be like, oh, this kid's already been recognized. Oh, we got to get this kid recognition. No, if that kid's doing it, Keep praising it. It's only going to get bigger and bigger, and that monster is going to grow.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, another thing I've noticed over the years is you got you also kind of got to let kids be like be themselves. And, and what I mean by that is, like, you can't take away who they are when you're trying to mold the players that you want them to be or the young men that you want them to be. And this is something that early on in my career, I was obviously we're young. We have no clue what we're doing. <laughs> it, it amazes me the amount of young coaches who think that they know everything. Correct. Like you're, you're like, I just walk away from them. Like you know what I mean. Like I don't even talk to you. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, they, you have to constantly be learning, figuring stuff out. And I, I really think that you know, I was one of those guys that was like, you know, sit on the bus and you're quiet and you know, focus and blah. And and now you know, obviously they, they have to keep it down. But you know, I'm not. the in the locker room. You know what's it going to be like before the game? You know, well, you know, they got to, Johnny knows how to get himself ready for the game more than I do. I can't force him to be ready to go. Like he knows how he's how he wants to be ready for the game. Right. I think but a lot of young coaches focused.
0: Yeah, a lot of young coaches want to make them cookie cutters, and like you have to, yeah, put your phones down. I don't want you doing this. I, I want your Head facing straight, shoulder to shoulder. I mean, remember the Titans kind of stuff. Well, forget that. I want my kids loose. I want them to right. engaged. We don't care if they're on their phone. I mean, that's that's what they're seeing 24/7. So, uh, right. You know, let them have some kind of comfort piece, and then, like you said, they they know how to get ready, whether it's music or,
2: or whatever. Well, there's the a point. that we have to keep.
1: There's a fine line there, too. I mean, I think as coaches, it's our job to prepare kids ahead of the bus ride for the bus ride. So, like, right. a playlist that you want to listen to together on Thursday, not Friday. Don't wait for Friday on that, you know? And so there's teaching that can happen, but I think we have to speed it up and, and go back so that it happens before they get on the bus. Too many of us just want to coach on the bus.
2: Yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah, they, the 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 more you um, the, the more you have a plan of action, or, or you know, and you attack things ahead of time, the the less issues you have. That and that goes in with like dealing with parents to you know uh, you know dealing with you know administrators or, or I mean you're, you you got to have a plan for all sorts of different things. Like we love, we got a ton of construction going on in our our school right now, and of course it ramps up in summer right and, and they're adding on to our school they're doing a lot of great things and, and it's great right you know the change is awesome the change also comes with you know some heartache as well like last year we came to practice one day I got 95 kids on the field and I got no water none because they shut the water off and didn't even tell me and yeah right but all right well what are we going to do we're going to sit around and be pissed off about it and you know What am I going to do go yell at the construction workers? So, you know, and a bunch of us coaches live, you know, within, you know, five minutes of the school. We start passing out jugs. Hey, go home. Go sucker up, man. (laughs) And we made it work, you know. But so we had a plan from then on out. I had a a plan. After practice that day, I typed up, like, what happens if the water goes out, you know? And they're still doing construction right now. So it's going to happen this summer. I know it is. <laughs> so I'm anticipating us not having water at least once in summer. You got the so plan of action plan for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my athletic director is a, is a retired lieutenant colonel from uh, the Army. Oh. And he always says that. He's like, you got to have a plan of action for for everything.
0: Yeah. My dad's you uh former you military. You anticipate as well. problems. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So. Well, um, that's what you do in the summer. Is there anything specific y'all do in the spring? Um, um, because you said you have some kids that play other sports and stuff like that. So um, we tried that, and it really didn't work because you want a lot of your players to be there. And uh, so we're just doing something this summer, uh, opening it up to everybody. We were going to have something small. We're just gonna open up to everybody, but there's is there anything that y'all do in the spring per se to get your kids maybe ready for the summer into the fall?
2: You mean like leadership wise or character wise? Yeah,
0: leadership character wise, yeah.
2: Well, leadership wise, I start in December with the new seniors. And we meet every other Tuesday before school and we look at who we are, and we start with this, who we are, okay where we want to be and how we're going to get there Mm. right and this is their vision and i just help them walk through it so essentially that's what i'm doing i'm helping them figure out what the what is the vision for their football team for their senior year and that's what i tell them all like that's your legacy right when they think of last year's team when they think of the 2018 team they're like hey those guys were and we go through all the characteristics of our team that those guys kind of built, and then of course, we won a you know league championship and went nine and one, blah blah. blah. And then I'm like, you know, the 2000 whatever year that went two and eight, like that's their legacy, yeah. You know, they were the team, you know. So, there's you know, every senior year, like that's your that that's what people remember as your year when you're a senior. That's just what I believe, but yeah. um, so I let them. Uh, they they get to figure out what their vision is for their senior year. They come up with a, a yearly theme that we, that we kind of tie into everything else that we do, put it on our shirts and stuff, and that's all, that's the senior's deal. Um, and um, uh, so every Tuesday we do that, and then we go over, okay, different types of leadership. What's good leadership look like? What's bad leadership look like? You know, we watch, um, uh, and then we talk a lot of, we do a lot of the Focus 3 stuff, Mm-hmm. Um, and and some of the uh, Urban Meyer above the line things like that, uh, which I think is really good for decision making. You know, the the, the decision making stuff. Of, you know, E plus R equals O. The focus three put together is some of the really really good stuff that I think works for everybody in their in their life. Um, so it's good for our kids, and um, I bring in guest speakers for them as well um, to talk to them. Um, but so they start. Leadership in December, our seniors.
0: Yeah, well, we do a lot of focus three. Yeah, we do a lot of focus three stuff too. We do uh, our big, our coach's big thing is no BCDs. Um, Yeah, he's big on no BCDs and E plus R equals O. You know the R factor, and then um, he's really big on doesn't matter, get better. Yeah, uh, um, for us. So he was. We had we went twelve and one this past season. Lost the championship game by six points. Played the worst game ever uh, against the same team that we beat 42-21 in the regular season. And, uh, it was rough, but it, it was you know we won that game, and he was like, "Look, doesn't matter. Get better." And as soon as that game was over, and we lost the championship. It was like, "Look, doesn't matter. Get better." And that's that's been our mission. So last year's mission was was our motto was climb. This year it's to the top. He's like, I'm tired of climbing. We're, we're, we're like the Buffalo Bills man of, of championships. <laughs> we're, we get there and we just lose. And Jackson Prep is, uh, I mean, they're the kings when it comes to our division and, and our championships uh, for football. So that's who we got to take off. But uh, he's like, look, we're, we're going to the top this year. So a lot of our stuff has been geared around our seniors um, and their leadership stuff. But yeah, Brian Kite. Uh, does a lot of good stuff. Him and his dad with Focus Three.
1: We we do a lot of that too, Coach. And uh, you know, I think one other thing that you can get out of and Urban Meyer, however you feel about him, I know you're right in the heart there, the epicenter of, of Buckeye Nation. But uh, um, Urban Meyer has great stuff. If you haven't read Above the Line, I feel like it's a must read for all coaches. And I think mm-hmm. the thing we that we take away is what he calls the ten eighty ten principle. And I write about it in my book, but 10% of your team, that's your nucleus, 80%, that's kind of the general population, they're the guys that are going to do whatever you ask, you know, just because. And then the last 10%, that's the ed- those are the edge players on the peripheral, maybe have lukewarm attitudes or cold feet, or, you know, they're the guys that are reluctant to doing things that you ask. Um, so that, that nucleus is what really has to drive your team. Coach Stratton, do you have anything that you use as like a leadership counsel with that ten eighty ten model from above the line?
2: Yep, we do a whole a whole lesson in our off season with our seniors about it. And um, the first time I read that was when it was from his first book when he was at Florida, and uh, he he discussed it in that book. And he said that Tim Tebow would jog on the practice field, and he would tell he would, he would kind of like wink at him and say. I'm going to go get me an 80 today. And he was going to go yeah. get one of those guys, that 80% and pull them up into that elite top 10%. So I try to push my guys all the time. Like we did it this off season. Um, I'd grab a senior, you know, as we're jogging in the weight room and I'd say, Hey, go find me an 80 today. And those guys really started to pull some of those guys. Hey, you're going to work out with my group today. And really try to, you know, push those guys that, that they felt that, that and, they, and what I noticed was I could tell that they were, there were guys that were, that you could tell wanted it, but maybe just didn't know how to get there. Yeah. You know, graded, great attendance, great kids, great character, take care of the classroom, but, but just didn't quite know how to really work. You know what I mean? Cause I, like you know, so, some, some, a lot of kids think that they're working hard, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they, they just don't know. You, you don't know. They just don't, they don't know. How hard some of your like elite, maybe you know, those top ten percent kids really work,
0: right? Well, we're, we're doing uh, something. We're doing something, and it just sparked my brain on the ten eighty ten. Is uh, the Pareto principle? Y'all heard of that? Twenty eighty. Y'all heard of that one?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah twenty f- percent yeah, of our time produces.
0: Yeah, twenty percent of our time produces eighty percent of the results. You know, where's our focus? So then we flip it with football if 20% of the people on our football team produce 80% of the success you know how can we increase our productivity so then we ask our guys who's the top 20% of our team we'll ask them that question they have to it could be players coaches whoever and then the last question we ask them is can our top 20% help train the next 20% mm-hmm. so that's what we're getting into with our guys and putting a lot of ownership on what they how they think and then seeing what they think because we've normally picked team captains and I told coach Davis I said I had a meeting with him two days ago I said look let our kids pick they know who they're going to follow and they know who the leaders are of this team so we're going to let them pick after uh after the summer and go through fall camp and then we're going to have the kids nominate team captains
2: I've done captains a variety of different ways and uh, I've done interviews. I've done you know they really got to turn in resumes and all sorts of things to go through the interview process, which is good because it teaches them life skills. And and then this past year, we did a what we call the foxhole exercise. So I have every kid um, uh, tell me pick three guys in our program that if you were in the foxhole, you were in war, you're in the desert, you're fighting ISIS, right? What three guys in our you won your foxhole next to you Mm. above anybody else and they didn't know what they were doing right and that's how i chose captains that's awesome and again, i
1: I love the foxhole test uh one of our core values in monarch football is commitment and that's how we define commitment would i get in a foxhole with you and we explain what a foxhole is and and it's great because it's kind of war mentality and it's kind of football mentality. But at the end of the day, you want to play for the guy on the line next to you, right? And uh, yeah, you the football is just a, just a good analogy for kids to understand.
2: Yeah, you 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 want to win. You, they better <laughs> they better want to play for the guy next to them more than they want to play for you. That's for sure. Yeah. If anybody that we said it's about them is full crap too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, um, I guess as we go through this, um, you told me something earlier uh, in the week about how you practice and how you structure practice. And we do some cool stuff. I just want to hear how you do some stuff at practice. Um, We're kind of, we're real unconventional. We never go full pads, ever. Um, But yet we're successful. So I'd like to hear how how maybe a, a day in the life of um, your football team on a Monday through, say Thursday, would look like
2: um, at Canal Winchester? Well, again, like I was saying earlier, like you better always be learning and evolving a little bit, you know. And the way we practice is something I take a lot of pride in. And uh, I used to think that um, I used to think we were good at practicing. Um, when I was, uh, when I was at New Richmond and then, um, you know, we had great tempo and very organized and transitions were very fluid. And then I went and watched, um, Minster high school, a small D seven school here in uh, Ohio, um, practice. I took about, I took a couple of my coaches with me and we drove back to Cincinnati and we were like, we suck at practicing. (laughs) <laughs> and we we've been pretty su- we've been pretty successful, right? We've been pretty successful there and um you know, not winning state championships, but we were we were a, a good solid program and we realized and we I had some veteran coaches that I took with me, guys who coached a long time and they're like we were all we all agreed like we were we're not good at all at practice. And so really sort of diving into that and looking at how we practice and um so, big thing that we implemented from then on out, and then I brought everything to Canal. And I think we do it even m- way better here at Canal than uh, we did uh, at New- than when I was at New Richmond. Um, and uh, it's changed, really helped change the culture here at-, at Canal the way we practice. But we do a lot of stuff in circuits, okay? Mm-hmm. So, like, our block destruction is all done in circuit. Our tackling is all done in circuit, um, and the big thing is like you know in your practice schedule, every, building everything on top of one another. Uh, but um, so you know, we, we start out with a um, it's called ball, you know ball out drill, where the defense is is trying to strip the ball, and offense has to carry two footballs, and it's it takes three minutes, and then we transition uh, immediately to the difference. Linebackers against running backs and tight ends, O line versus D line, DBs versus receivers. And that's a two that's a two minute drill. And then we immediately transition from there into um, into some sort of uh, team competition. We usually do red zone from there. Um, and we're and of course there's push ups involved and up downs for winners and losers. And then we break off into offense and defense, and then the defense starts their block destruction circuit and it's four four stations they travel around with their position group and you want everything in close proximity so that the energy can you can feed off one another and we do the same drills over and over and over and over Um, I'm not going to say we only do four I would say we probably do around six that we rotate through Um, some guys a couple of my guys do the exact same drill every single practice all summer, all season. And then a couple of them have two that they that they change in and out from. Um, but for the most part, we do the same stuff every single day. And that starts with our, our, our 10 contact days uh, that we have in, in the summer and June and July where we're allowed to practice in helmets in the state of Ohio. And all the way through two days and all the way through the season. And then they transition right into tackling our tackling circuit which is four stations, again, probably at max of about six drills. Um, and we do the exact same thing. And it's, it's five minutes. Okay? So they're minute stations. Hmm. So it's really, really fast. Hmm. Yeah, so say you've got you – know, we've got around 100, give or take, a couple kids. We've got about 100 kids in our program. Okay, so half of them are on defense. So let's say there's 50 kids. Okay, four stations. And they got one minute to get those reps – and, and that's how we teach all of our block instruction, and all of our tackling. Everyone block destructs the same way. Our linebackers don't take on blocks with their shoulder, okay? They're going to they're gonna stun, separate, snag, just like a DB would, just like our D linemen are. Um, we're going to play everything the same way. Now, you may attack, you know, uh, outside half and half a man based upon, you know, what your gap is or whatever, but you guys understand that. Yep. And that's all the same. And then they... Immediately transition into from there into a leverage drill. Um, they'll do two on one leverage uh, on the sideline, and we have like tubes coming off the sideline um, where um, you know two lines on the sideline and an offensive player out around the uh, hash, and then they're they're in like these tubes and they're working leverage. Um, making sure they don't give up leverage, working with their partner because we want to. We want to approach every tackle as a two-on-one tackle, right? Right. right. So you know, I'm a, I'm a right shoulder tackle. The next guy to the inside of me, right, is a left shoulder tackle. We also call it spear and shield leverage, um, and our kids understand that. That's how we fit. Um, and then, um, and then immediately from there, they go into for grill. And then they go to Indy, and they only get Indy for about seven or eight minutes a day. That's it. Wow. Yeah. So they're working whatever they can at seven or eight minutes, and then we transition from there into, you know, like inside run or or some perimeter screen stuff, things like that. Are you all full pants Um, all the time? We I don't think we wore practice pants last year. We wore practice pants last year on the day that we had to. <laughs> like, you know, your acclimation days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Two days, home, yeah. two days in hell, we did the short pads. One day in full pads, no contact. And then full pads, full contact. Yeah. So after that, the only time we wore pads was when we scrimmaged or played a game. Or leg right. or pants, sorry. All so, right. we, yeah, we don't go to the ground at all.
0: we yeah, same We're here.
2: girdle shorts, and yeah. shells. Yeah. Yeah. And – I don't know. I've toyed around with it. I always say, like, if we're if we're bad tacklers, we're going to put our pants back on. And <laughs> I had to our first year because these kids, they, they didn't know how to practice.
0: Yeah,
2: like, like, and I mean, I'm not saying like they they know that. Like yeah. the the kids and the coaches that, that were holdovers, like they they just completely changed the way they practice, and it was different. And we had to put our pants on, and we had to get after it, um, and, and and just continue to try to build some of that toughness. Um, but the second year it was there. We didn't have to, we didn't have to do that. Um,
1: so much of what we do now is about technique and the Hawk roll and the Hawk tackle system. I mean, all of that is infiltrated high school level, uh, at a pretty substantial level. And so it really takes away the need for beating up each other. That's why you get the rings. That's why you got different bags. That's why short-burst tackle circuit of just one- or two-minute stations works because the technique is what you're teaching, not the physicality. Yeah. Correct.
0: Well, let me ask you this. I w- this, this is a big thing that, that came out with Oregon, and a lot of teams in Texas started doing it. Uh, you know, we obviously play on Fridays, but in college it was no-sweat Thursdays. Do you all do the no-sweat Wednesdays? No. Well, no.
2: You're missing um, out. I know. So much. <laughs> Yeah, I know some other schools uh, around here that that do like they're yeah that they do that on Wednesday, like Hannah Lincoln, um, they do that, and then on Thursdays, like they they're in full pads. Yeah, that's what we and then do. They play a game on Friday.
0: Yeah, we we'll yeah, go and they love it. Yeah, we'll go Monday morning, and like an install day, and then Tuesday or Monday afternoon we'll come back out. And then we'll go a Tuesday afternoon, then we'll go a Wednesday where. We literally, well, this year we've talked about like not even bringing our helmets out. Like we don't even want these kids to break a sweat. And um, then we'll get back up Thursday morning, from six thirty to seven fifteen, or seven forty-five. Excuse me, six thirty, seven forty-five. We're we're amping it up and uh, full tilting, going at it. And we don't do five minute periods. We do four minute periods. So we're we're coaching fast. We're in, we're a tempo team. We're spread like our our which be your conventional X and Z. We call them R and L for simplicity purposes. R is on the right, L is on the left. Uh, right. Yeah. They're below the numbers half the time. They're like five steps off the sideline. So you, we're, we're playing wide anyway, and um, we're making you play a game with us. But it, it's helped us with the mental side of it, doing the No Sweat Wednesday where we have a mental day. Uh, it's a rest and it, it goes back to all that sports science stuff you know 24 hours prior to competition you know you, you get the most return or something like that so
1: i yeah, don't know. You, you gotta yeah. fire you gotta fire up the central nervous system i mean we do we're, we're very similar structure and then we do play the game thursday so i actually write out a script for all the different things this came from my master's program jerry campbell was my teacher and uh, uh-huh. we you actually write out the whole script. So we start out with our kick return. And then we bring our openers on the field with our offense. And, you know, we, we script the first eight to ten plays, depending on the situation or depending on what we like for that week. And then we'll run those eight to ten plays on air, mocking the first drive all the way to an end zone. We'll go PAT. Then we'll go kickoff. We'll bring the scout team out. And then have the defense against the scout team. And we play the whole game, and it ends with victory. And then we actually line our guys up, have their helmets on, and walk them down the 50 like they're slapping the invisible hands of the team that, uh, that they just beat. And uh, that mock game takes us about 45 minutes to go start to finish, and we try to get all the scenarios we're going to see that week in. So, like, if a team is uh, big on the swinging gate, then we'll make sure we have at least one or two swinging gate opportunities or situations so we can practice personnel and different things like that.
0: Wow. Yeah, we called it. uh, The former head coach that was here uh, for the first three years, I was the OC. We called that kick the field. We did that on a Thursday.
2: Yeah, we we run through a mock game on Thursday and, and just shells. And it's about 45 minutes. That's about exactly how long it takes. And then we have an alumni speaker. It comes in and talks. Um, but yeah, but we our big focus this year is develop as a player. Like it's always a focus, but one thing that uh, the worst thing we did last year, I thought as a staff, was player development of our our JV team. I just I didn't see enough development of those players. So we we are changing how we do things this year, not in terms of like what we do in practice, but. We're gonna do every day. It's gonna be Groundhog Day. So we're gonna have like for the summer. Like we've already drafted our our, our, our teams and our team into two teams, maroon and white, and they're as equal as possible. First thing we did was we graded every player: A player, B player, C player, or D player. And we 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 I had a, a coaches me at my house. I fired up the smoker, smoked a thirteen pound brisket, fed fed everybody, had the whole staff here, and then we we sat in my garage. I got a whiteboard in my garage, so we sat in my garage and we graded every single kid in our program. Could you, putting something on there, the grill,
0: you putting something on the grill. You didn't invite us. We would have helped you uh, grade that. <laughs> right? That's comfort dude.
2: Yeah.
1: I'd, I'd come yeah. Through it, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: it was uh that, that they that, that that brisket didn't last long, I'll tell you yeah. that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So then we then we divide them into two teams, and they're going to stay in those teams throughout the whole summer. I want to keep them in even during our scrimmages, with the exception of our last preview scrimmage. And every kid, besides except the quarterbacks, are going to play offense and defense. I don't care. You're, you're going to have a position on both sides of the ball. Um, and then, so the first half of practice, the maroon team will be on offense, and the white team will be on defense. And then we'll switch. It's good stuff. And then once the seasons, and then once the season starts, so like, you know, and we go, so when we go to our first scrimmage, okay? Like the first series might be the maroon defense and the white offense, and then we might go white defense, maroon offense, or maybe two series in a row, and then switching. And well, like I said, the only ones that 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 won't play both sides of the balls are the quarterbacks. Uh, but also what I'm going to do is my number one, so say when the white team is on offense, my my senior is going to get the one reps and my sophomore is going to get the two. But then when the maroon offense comes over, I'm going to give my sophomore the one reps and give my senior the two reps, which also gives him an opportunity to be a leader and help the younger kid. Hmm. So that's how, that's how I'm going to um, structure our summer. Um, and then once the season starts, it'll be uh, JV and white and, and um, uh, uh, varsity and maroon. And so offense will be the first half of practice on Monday, and then the second half will be will switch. It'll be defense. But while while the varsity's on offense, the JVs on defense. So our JV team is getting the exact same number of reps that our varsity kids are going to get. Yeah. And by the same coaches and all that, so we want like that was my big thing. Like I want our JV kids to really, really get developed and get better because you know I don't we don't ever want to dip. You know what I mean? Like I, I just in my personal yeah. opinion, I think programs that go up and down, like don't go twelve and two and then go five and five next year. Like that that should never happen. Right, right. Like a bad year should be like you know eight and two. Seven and three, like that should be a bad year. Like, don't go up and down. Like, you can't have that big of dips in talent if you're focusing on fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. You know what I mean? Like, you take care of the football, you're good in the kicking game, and you play great defense. It doesn't matter how good your quarterback is. You can win seven games. You know what I mean? Like, you make people earn it. So that's you know, my first year as a head coach, I didn't have a winning record, in, in that since then we haven't had a losing record and uh, you know i think that because you know you stress great special teams and great defense and and then focus you know offensively take care of the football and make people make other teams beat you uh, but you know we were 9 and 1 last year but our jv team was you know like specifically our jv offense was just really really bad and i just think that we it was the way we practiced and we didn't get those kids enough reps and enough attention and um, I just so we we're putting a huge premium this year on making sure that our younger guys are are, are really getting developed and we're going to going to change the way we practice become um, you know a lot more focused on on building those guys up and we're gonna uh, something I stole from Wyoming high school here in um, Ohio they have a substitution like um, system so every game they break down like okay so their mike linebacker might also be their their best guard. Well where are they gonna get him a blow at? They're gonna to have to give him a blow. Well he's gonna not but, play the fourth series on defense and the sixth series on offense or whatever. So he's gonna get you're gonna get two backups in the game for that one kid. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, you, we can really, to, you can really you can similar
1: we try to do a similar <sighs> rotation uh, and our rotation is based on three series out of every five. So you're yeah. exactly I wouldn't say two backups because there are going to be two series where I know the the starter that we're counting on is going to be out, and uh, we got to find guys to plug that in.
2: Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm hoping that this goes as well. as I, I think it's going to, um, with our program growing the way it is too, and and we're getting more and more kids like. You know, they can't, you know, they got, they got to, they got to get reps. You know, we got to figure out a way to get them reps. Also, that means schematically you can't run 9 million different things. Yeah. You know, on defense, we're going to play, we're going to play cover one, cover zero, you know, a little bit of ripples match, but that that's it. Like that's all we're doing. And, um, so it, we don't blitz a lot at all. I mean, we have pressure, but we just don't do it a lot. We, we'd rather our kids read keys and just play football. Um, and uh and then you know offensively um you know we try to we try to keep it as simple as we can um and uh we'll be a little i think we're changing quite a bit offensively this year but you know keep it simple um have answers right but i mean everybody everybody says the same thing and then uh so that you can focus more on fundamentals you know like like i was talking about circuits earlier like we're going to do a blocking circuit this year on offense um with the exception of the O-line, um, where every, all our skilled kids are going to do a blocking circuit. And then, uh, also, we have like an offensive skill uh, circuit that we're going to do. Ball security, ball skills, um, you know, agilities, and every kid's going to, every skilled kid's going to go through that circuit. So we're trying to mimic our, we've been really successful defensively the last two years. I gave up 15 points a game my first year, gave up 10, 10.65 10. of our varsity defense. And then, Um, you know, so obviously whatever we're doing on defense is working. Let's figure out that version of that on offense. So we're trying to work in more circuits, uh, and try to mimic some of the things that we're doing defensively on the offense, offensive side of the ball. Um, like I'm going to make my, my quarterbacks. Um, I lined up our practice schedule where the defense is doing the tackle circuit is the same time we're doing the blocking circuit yeah so i'm gonna have my offense i'm gonna have my quarterbacks go do the tackle circuit every day twice. they're gonna to have to do it twice a day wow. so w- one that covers your butt right I mean, everybody seemed like you know was it Friday night Lights well, like, or, I, but, or whatever right yeah. you know what I mean, but also, yeah. I think it's gonna make them tougher, yeah so like you know part of me thinks that it's gonna help build some toughness within that unit. Um, so I, I'm also, I've also been trying to get them to, to grow out like Jim McMahon mullets and it's not going very well, but, um, I'm trying <laughs> so everything I'm like, I can to make those guys tough, but we're getting there. That's for sure. Maybe,
1: maybe you better get them a headband that says Roselle on it and we'll just start with that.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> Whatever they want. Uh, I'm going to give them some of these headbands. <laughs> See if they want That's a good idea. Hey, I'm going to get on Amazon hey, tomorrow and get those.
1: I mean, you can't grow a mullet overnight. It takes a long time. A mullet's a thing of beauty, but man, everyone can put on a headband and feel cool.
0: I wish I just had some hair to grow a mullet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I keep telling my wife uh, that I'm going to do it with them this summer, and she just is like, uh, "No, you're not." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah I am." She's like, "No, you're
1: not." <laughs> <laughs> Coach Shatton, what I love, what I love about your platoon, and we do it too, is where. You flip offense and defense with your younger guys, your JV guys almost, and then your your varsity guys or the guys that are really in your platoons on Friday night. What I love about flipping it in the middle of a team session is that the coaches get a coach at whatever level. So it's not just the JV coaches coaching the JV. Right. I, and I'm a, I'm a JV coach, JV offense, that's my thing. Um, you get the offensive coordinator – coaching the JV guys when they're on the offensive side of the ball, because that's realistically what would <sighs> happen on a Friday night. If you're, if it's your turn in the rotation or if somebody goes down and it's the next man up. And that is really important to build confidence in the kids that they're getting coached by the the high coaches on the coaching staff.
2: I, I agree. And, and the other thing that we realized too was that they weren't getting prepared thematically for their game on saturday you know what i mean like mm. they weren't getting those they, they, you know like if we're playing the wing t well our defense you know we have a, a package you know for the wing t and how we attack it and, you know we put it's a personnel package and we take some guys off bring some extra guys on and, and we and our jv team goes and plays the wing t team and they're unprepared you know they're they're still sitting on our base defense trying to play the wing tee, and that's not what we do at the varsity level. So we we were like, man, we really we really screwed our JV kids this week. That's on us. And you know we went to we apologized to the kids and told them like, hey, you know that's that's on us. So then we made sure that we that we installed next time we played the wing tee that they were they were prepared. But that was another reason why, you know, I thought that it was important to, to change this a little bit on how we approach practice to make sure that those I mean, those guys are playing the game too now when it comes time to service the off you know service the varsity you know obviously they're going to do that job they're going to the scout D and things like that but there's plenty of time of practice where we can also prepare them for their game on on saturday um and do our best to do that so and also we got to make sure that those guys are ready to go what if somebody you know i mean it's it's a game where people get get hurt. You know, Johnny Johnny misses the bus. You know, I hope that never happens. <laughs> but you know, oh, you, yeah, no, you got to step up and play. I saw it, saw
1: it a couple of years ago. Three starters uh, just chose not to get on the bus to go to a district game. And uh, you know, what do you do? And then and then everyone's kind of sitting around and they know where the starters are, and we as coaches don't. Of course, we found out what happened on Monday the following week. But you know, everyone's looking around and like, what do we do? Well, how are, how are the coach is going to handle this? And the next guys up, they weren't ready, but, so, it happens, I mean, we're dealing with high school kids, we're dealing with kids that are 15 to 18 years old and don't always make good choices.
0: Yeah, yeah, no no doubt about that. Well, Coach, as we we finish up tonight, there's always one thing that we ask uh, our coaches that are on our show, and it comes with one of our episodes, it's called Your Carrying Trademark. And it's what sets you apart, what sets you, uh, what makes you different, I should say, Uh, and makes you stand out as a coach. Uh, For Coach Torrey, it's his purple shoes that he wears. Uh, For me during track season, uh, I wear only uh, red during uh, two games, well, two track meets of the season. Um, So just what is your carrying trademark that you have that sets you apart? That makes you stand out.
1: I mean, here's a couple other examples. And sorry, we kind of put you on the spot with this. But it's just something you do that distinguishes yourself from other people. So, like, I know Coach Weaver has inspired me, and now I do it. But it's really Coach Weaver's. He writes game day notes to all of his players, just a handwritten, you know, good luck, uh, play fast tonight kind of note. I know another another coach who – He's got like one of those garden signs and it just says he's made it to paint it school colors and it says game day and he puts it outside his classroom every time it's a football game day. Just So then all day, right there it is. It's like, hey, there's like a special classroom decoration we have because today's a special day. So I don't know if you do anything like that or if you have any kind of quirky thing that makes you just different and authentic.
2: Yeah, I don't think I'm quirky at all. I, I, I probably wish I was. Uh, <laughs> I will say one thing: people always point out to me. I guess is I'm a big coffee drinker. There you go. And like, like I had a cup of coffee while I was talking to you guys, and it's 11 o'clock at night. But like <laughs> in the summer, in the summertime, like I'll, I'm like I'm literally I'm walking onto the practice field. It's 90 degrees, and I'm pounding a cup of coffee. And, uh, you yeah, know, that, that's – I guess that's, that's one thing. I've always got a cup of coffee in my hand all the time. Students say the same thing, like, man, you're drinking an awful lot of coffee. Um, and, uh, I don't know, I probably um, – Is it coffee black? it. Well, yes, sir. That's yeah. right. Um, <laughs> they say that's good for the brain, too. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's, that's the way the Cowboys drink it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't have hey, French I'm, vanilla creamer, you know. Right. So –
1: I'm I'm the same. Pepsi yeah. with me everywhere I go. Now, now that's more probably acceptable or normal to drink on a 90 degree day. I don't know about a, a piping hot cup of coffee on a 90 degree day, but well, our strength
0: yeah, coach, I, I, our strength coach did it, that. He came in the weight room two days ago. It was like 11:30. He came in and was going to work out our baseball team, and uh, I said, Coach Adams, what are you drinking? He's like, it's a cup of coffee. I was like, uh, "Is it hot coffee?" He goes, "Yeah." It's like, "You know, it's ninety-three yeah. degrees outside." He goes, "Yeah, I, I love coffee." I was like, "I do too, Coach." At uh, eight o'clock in the morning.
2: Yeah, I I I, I love. It. There's never a bad time to have a cup of coffee, and uh, and cold coffee at is weird. Yeah. My running backs coach, when he's he's like, "Oh, you ever try a cold brew?" And I'm like, "No, and I'm not growing out a beard like you either." But like, you know, I. I I, I don't know how people, like, I don't eat cold pizza. Like, you know, I guess I, I didn't live, live in college, evidently. But, you know, like, if it's supposed to be hot, it's hot. If it's supposed to be cold, it's cold. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, it. black coffee, and I don't care how hot it is. It doesn't matter. I'm drinking it for sure. So, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. That will probably be the uh, one thing that gets That's me fun. in the end. Yeah, look, look. We That's had fun. a guy,
0: we had a guy that he, uh, he wore khakis all the time. Like, all the time. It's all he wears. Yeah. So,
2: you're good, yeah, coach. I, you're good. I hate, I, the best part about the summer is I don't have to iron clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's all I look forward to is wearing t shirt and shorts. And, yes. And I'll keep shoes in my locker in the coach's office. And I wear flip-flops everywhere I go. I hate shoes. When I retire, I'm never wearing shoes. Now it's a long time from now, but I'm never wearing shoes again. Yeah. So I hate my daughters better hope that they get my daughters better hope they get married before I retire. <laughs> and I'm wearing flip flops at their wedding. That's, that's the way it's gonna be. Yeah, I'm hey, same way. Hey, you, you pay for it, you can wear what you want. That's right. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I guess what well, another thing another thing that uh, that I, is I got tired of losing sunglasses. Okay, so I only wear like freebie. Like, you know, like the little plastic free glasses that'll have, like, you know, like an advertiser yeah. on the side. <laughs> That's all I wear now. Another thing that my wife really loves, let me tell you, she's like, Jesus, I can't think are wearing that. <laughs> like, I'm wearing, like, a, you know, like, Waffle House glasses or something, right? Awesome. And I have, like, I have, like, 15 pairs of these things, and they're laying all over the place in my car, in her car, in my classroom, in my... In the coach's office, I mean, they're everywhere. So if I ever need a pair, boom. And if I lose them, I don't care. <laughs> you know, I never lose. I never look for sunglasses that I lost. <laughs> I <Right. Never. laughs> like with my glasses, I'm like who cares? I'll just go get another pair.
1: That's right.
2: So, well, sometimes they're lime green, sometimes they're white, sometimes they're orange. <laughs> I don't care.
0: Uh, you got to send me a picture uh, of you oh, and those, those sunglasses. That's awesome. Uh, coaches week as we finish up and, uh, is there anything that you want to pump out about canal? Um, about how you're, how you're looking like an outlook of 2019, uh, maybe from a leadership standpoint or, or, um, how y'all are going to do. I know what you're going on to, to your second season. Um, third, third, excuse me. Yeah. Your third. And, uh, just what expectations and, and stuff you want to see happen at Canal, and we'll be we'll be finished for tonight.
2: Um, I, I just I want our kids to to care to really love each other. You know, at last year's team, that that's what made them so special. Our seniors were a bunch of guys that just really really cared about other people. Um, as my defensive coordinator says all the time, he said, "Man, they gave so much to our program and took nothing," mm. and that just really resonates with me. Uh, when he said that it made a lot of sense to me and it's the kind of kids that they were and I really try I want, I want to continue to instill that in our kids I want them to to give give to our program and take nothing um and obviously we want them to get stuff out of it that's why we're there but you, you guys understand what I mean and uh we in terms of talent like I think you know we're, we're as talented as any division two team in all central Ohio um and we've got 17 returning lettermen. Like I said, we had 90 kids in the late room yesterday. Uh, we got a, a huge incoming freshman class uh, with some really big kids who um, have already kind of got a jump start on our culture and, and how we like to do things. Um, senior class, our senior class this year, uh, when they were in middle school, 7th, 8th, and ninth grade, never lost a game. Wow. Uh, and, and, they, and they beat some of the best teams, some of the best programs, sorry, in all of Central Ohio. And, and beat them, like, handily, um, especially their freshman year. They were, they, were, they were really, really good. They were 10-0 and, and just ranging people off the field. Um, for the most part, they're all still there. Um, uh, they've lost a couple of kids along the way, but um, for the, the nucleus of that, that group is still there. Um, you know, we, we, we feel really good about, about what we're doing, but, you know, again, I think it's going to boil down to our senior leadership and, and how, how well... Uh, When when our back's against the wall, you know, when we face adversity, like are they going to look everybody in the eye and say, follow me, we got this, you know. And um, I think last year's group was really good at that. Um, They didn't flinch uh, in the face of adversity at all, and everybody everybody knew that they had their back. And um, if we can continue to build on what we're doing and, and our kids, you know, take ownership in that, and and don't flinch because it's going to happen, right? You know, it doesn't matter how how much you bench press, how much you squat, or how fast your forty is. At some point, it's going to be how you handle adversity. That's right. going to determine the success of your team. And you know, we we try try, try our damnedest to put our kids in, in fight or flight situations every day. And 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 if, if you're a kid that flights, we're going to guess what? We're going to pick you again tomorrow. <laughs> right. We're going to put you in another situation where you got to fight your way out, or else. You know, we're going to do that until you do it right or until you quit one of the two. And, um, but, uh, you know, we've got a lot of great things going on right now, with, you know, and our program it's growing. Um, it, we, we were starting a, another great thing we're doing this year. is we're starting our own flag league kindergarten through fourth grade and I'm running it through my booster organization. So I've already got a treasurer and I've got, Five hundred three C and all that stuff already done, and then I've got a board, a separate board that's off an umbrella, under the umbrella of my booster club, and my players are going to coach it. It's going to be on Sunday afternoons after church, and it's going to be on our practice field. We've got like we've got a uh, kind of like three fields, um, so like two and a half fields um, that that we that we have lined for practice. So we're going to use that, and we're really excited about it. And I think that that's going to be a game changer for us getting our hands on those kids in kindergarten, first, second, you know, all the way through. And, and then, you know, hopefully when they leave us, they, they you know, maybe they go they, they go and play tackle football before middle school for a couple of years. And, and then we continue to, to grow our program, but our players are so excited to get to coach that um, they're really, really jacked up. And, and, you know, my message to them was your, your job is to make sure that Sunday is the little kid's favorite day. Yeah, you know, uh, that that's it. Like make sure that they they can't wait to come see you. And then also those kids are going to come to our games on Friday nights and get to be like that's my coach on the field. And I you know like I said I think this could be a game changer for our program. Um and uh and and it's you know ran by us. It's going to be and we're also what we're also going to do is we're going to teach every kid how to tackle our way. So we're going to, you know, using dummies and tackle wheels and stuff like that, even though it's a flag league, we're going to teach them how to tackle the right, proper way. Um, and that's going to be – that'll be something that on those days, our coaches will be really involved in those days, teaching uh, those kids how to tackle. So, um, but, yeah, like, you know, we, we really like the direction of our program. Um, you know, we're a Division two school. We're we're going to continue to be a D2 school, even though our community is growing. I think our growth is going to – He's going to slow down here uh, soon and we're going to be a big d2 school which is the second highest classification in Ohio which is um, a good place to be I think um, and uh, uh, like I said you know we're we just redid our locker room we got one of the nicest locker rooms now in all of central Ohio um, and uh, our weight rooms next hopefully so um, but that's us we're gonna to do our best we're going to play hard and and you know, represent our community well, and um, hope that the chips fall in our favor this year. Cool.
0: Well, coach, that's uh, that's, uh, that's some great great news. What you're doing, uh, I'd never heard about the, the flag football stuff. I got a I got a two year old that's like 35 pounds. If you need a a fullback in seven on seven, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll fly him up there. Uh, anyway, coach, that's that's incredible. Uh, enjoyed having you on the show tonight. Uh, Coach Shore, you got anything to say before we go?
1: No, I just appreciate you, Coach Stratton, and all the things that you're doing in Ohio. And, uh, of course, as football is under scrutiny from a lot of different pressure points uh, in society and uh, as recruiting more players into the game and growing the game is a bigger challenge for coaches today, appreciate all the things you're doing to build relationships, to build leadership, to start kids at a young age, to keep them invested in a process that takes place over many years as you build skills, just really appreciate all the things that you're doing for our game.
2: And we got we got to hold on to it and continue to grow it because it's the know, it's the last place in our society where they still allow us to teach toughness, you know. Yeah. So.
0: Good stuff. Well, Coach, I know it's late. I appreciate you staying on with us to about midnight. And uh, go enjoy your uh, your summer with uh, with with some flip flops. That's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, you guys enjoy your summer too. Best of luck to you guys next season. Right. Um, if you ever need anything, let me know. Thanks, All coach. Right, appreciate it, coach. All right, thanks, guys.
0: Culture Classroom is supported by Laws And Learning, a nonprofit run by educators for educators with a mission to engage students, empower teachers, and transform schools. Through professional development conferences focusing on active learning, practical resources, and reflective teaching, including fishbowl classrooms, and a unique teacher to teacher consulting program, Laws And Learning is providing the authentic professional development your school needs. Visit them at lausannelearning.com today to find one of their active learning conferences near you and to learn more about changing education from the ground up.